Welcome to the SAS podcast where we discuss science, spirituality, and the subconscious mind. Also with a little bit of SAS. I'm your host, Katie Kowaleski. I have been a marriage and family therapist for the last 13 years. I've been a holistic life coach for the last 15, and I've specialized in working with the subconscious mind and changing limiting beliefs for the last four. I look forward to sharing all my tips and tools with you on this podcast, as well as interviewing some interesting guests. Stay tuned and welcome to SAS. So you were saying about like motivation for change and we were talking about um travel and how interesting it is i'm just gonna synopsis this for our listeners so we were talking about why people feel so good when they come back from vacation and things like that um and i was realizing that there's like a correlation between um getting away from like stimuli and a trigger in order to heal, right? So we always feel better when we get distance from the thing that's causing us the pain. Even if maybe in the beginning it's a little anxiety provoking. I was comparing it to couples who are living together and are trying to do couples work or working on themselves individually. Um, And while living together, how difficult that can be because often the partner is a a trigger and, and can create a stress response for them. So I noticed something interesting while traveling when someone that I um, was talking to said, you know, you're glowing and I like, I love what you're doing and I love this lifestyle you're you're starting out on. And I realized that it felt glowy because everywhere I was going was new to me. I had never been there before. And because of that, I didn't have any associations that would be triggering, no people, no places, no things. So every day when I went out into the world, everything was new and it allowed me to be like fully present And that felt really good, right? I wasn't ruminating because nothing I was seeing, hearing, smelling, tasting um, had any sort of association. Um, And we get bogged down in rumination and worry and stress and anxiety when we're around things, even if we're not conscious of them, that we've experienced before and we have associations with. So if you live in the same town, the same house, been with the same partner, you're constantly being bombarded all day long with old associations and all of the memories um, that you've ever experienced in those places or with those people before. Again, you're not consciously aware of it, but you're emotionally responding to that because that's what's actually happening um, in your brain. And so getting away feels completely freeing. And that's why vacation feels so good because we're typically in places where we don't have associations and it allows us to start over. So if you're wanting to transform yourself and create kind of a new identity and a new life and a new chapter, getting away into a brand new environment is incredibly helpful for doing that. Um, It allows you to start with a clean slate. Your programming, so to speak, is a blank floppy disk. If you're old, you'll know what that means. And it's a much easier place to start. So for me personally, I won't return to any places that I've lived at or had old associations with until I feel I have fully transformed to the point where I feel like going back to those places feels like a clean slate too. Um, And so we were talking about um, intentions and what motivates us to change. I was saying that I, um, something has to feel off to me. If I don't feel good, especially in my body, I will become like kind of fixated on figuring out how to heal that and and change it so I feel better. Um, So feeling good is a priority to me. If I feel okay with things, like I can let things that maybe are a little maladaptive go on 
for a long period of time, but if they don't feel good, right when they start to noticeably not feel good to me, um, and consistently not feel good or, or painful at all, like I have a, a pretty big aversion to pain, um, I'm going to throw everything I have behind, um, changing, uh, until I feel good again. And Derek was saying kind of the opposite. Um, and I think there's a correlation between, I think people are kind of either a yin or yang energy. And that's sort of like a, I don't know, spiritual slang, but also a yogic word. And yin energy is very grounded, slower, um, peaceful, um, yin yoga does all those things. It's completely on the floor and it's long poses and it's very, very slow. And that to me is sort of when you're in, when you're more of a yin person, maybe more of an introverted person, maybe a projector in human design, um, sort of slow and low and that very grounding presence of a person when that I think becomes out of balance that can lead into depression and the yang people are high energy, more extroverted, always going, 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 kind of bouncing off the walls when they're out of balance. I consider that yang. Um, so for yang, I would associate that more with anxiety. If you're a yang person and a yin person, again, out of balance is more in, in a depressive phase. So he was sharing about how travel, I'm more of a kind of in the middle, but more yang a little bit. I would say like maybe 60, 40, 70, 30. Um, about how travel impacts his um, sort of natural energetic states and then gets him into a place where he's able to kind of see life differently. So how does, you said when I go to a new city, I have to feel something good to motivate myself to change, whereas I have to feel something bad to motivate myself to change. Yeah, I think I think what is I'm very comfortable in the bad. This has been my baseline for so long that I don't even recognize good, and I have to go out there and experience pieces of good to be able to even realize it exists. So, but then once I once I experience that, I want to do everything I can to get there. Continue it. Yeah. So that's the only time like uh, things that are uncomfortable actually really become uncomfortable for me. Yeah. And so I think that you have really two good examples of that. I think one, um, you can share about how you felt when you recently traveled to Portugal, but also, um, here's a really good story and example of, uh, what I was referring to about old associations in like your hometown or where you currently live and how we are operating on autopilot almost all the time while we're in those environments. Um, and you, you want to share your Waterford Lakes story? Sure. So when I was married, uh, we lived on the east side of Orlando, uh, Waterford Lakes. And um, for work the other day, I went, I had to go down there and I hadn't been there in years. And I was there and I was just, I just kind of was feeling really terrible and just kind of chalked it up to, well, that's how I normally feel. I'm just tired. And, uh, and while I was there, I grabbed something to eat uh, and I decided to go to Blanchard Park, which is was my safe space. At the time, I not realize this. I just remember it being a place I would go um, and have picnics. This is where I would go to secretly eat, and uh, because I was just depressed and no one could find me here, so I didn't realize it at the time. But I got food. I thought I was just gonna go for a nice picnic. But what I was doing is I was going right back to my safe space. I even parked in the same mm-hmm. place that I parked, ate at the same table I would always eat at. 
<laughs> and was just looking across. I was like, oh, I miss this. This is great. I'm so glad I came back to this park that I literally live a couple miles away from. Haven't been there in years. So um, it was, um, yeah, it, just having this conversation made me realize that it is literally opposite of what I felt in Porto, where I go. And I have no associations whatsoever. And just the the just emotional like energy of the place was just so in tune with me. Like that's I, in Portugal, by the way. That's what. It, I'm, that's I'm sorry. Porto. Yeah, 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 Porto and Portugal, and it it felt like like it to me. The best way to describe it is like if someone took my soul and made it into the city. That that's what it felt like to me. I just felt so in line or aligned, I guess. Um, and I've never felt that before. Uh, I've never felt. I was like this place. I've never been to actually feels more home to me than any other place. So uh, it is. I've taken that back home with me, and um, these last two weeks have been really terrible. But I'm starting to think. I was like, no, it's the exact same. Mm-hmm. It just seems terrible now. So uh, yeah, I think that's that's what had to bring me out of that discomfort is having to experience what life could be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I love the Waterford Lake story too, because it's just a good example of him going back to a place that represented his marriage in a time in his life that was really difficult and painful, um, and very depressive for him and not consciously recognizing, Oh wow, I'm being triggered by that. Just feeling the emotional impact of it by feeling tired and just terrible. And then immediately on autopilot going into the exact pattern of doing what he would have done in the past when he was in that marriage, which is like going to get food, going to the exact same spot. Didn't realize it at the time, but his autopilot kicked in. I feel bad. I'm in this area. What did I used to do when I felt bad in this area? None of that was conscious, but that's a good example of how our lives work on a day-to-day basis. What he did that day is what most people do all the time in their lives. We're just responding unconsciously to the associations that are around us. And then we're reaching for solutions or things to make us feel better. What is our safe space? What is our thing? Whether that's like, you know, um, on the low end, that's like alcohol, drugs, things that are maladaptive, food, whatever it is, over-exercising even. Um, To break out of those habits, I'm becoming more and more convinced that we have to get out of that environment. And that's like something that's for addiction too. It's really hard to go back into the same old environment that you lived in when you were an addict um, and getting out of that environment. is really important. Um, but if you're looking to kind of up level and change your life in any way, just entertain the possibility that creating a new sort of geographical space, location, whatever it is, and you can do that in smaller ways in your home and, you know, without uprooting, but, um, you know, there's a famous quote that, you know, travel is fatal to bigotry because who we become when we're traveling we don't have associations with places is a, a different version of ourselves. Let's say people are like, Oh, I love vacation, Katie or vacation, whoever we usually associate the way we behave and the way we feel as a different version of ourselves when we're on vacation or when we're traveling. And it's because the lack of associations with that place. Um, so the more you can get away, even if it's an hour away or two hours away, the better, because that's the place where you're ultimately going to do your best healing Um, and you're going to be able to create new programming. So you're not on that autopilot. Um, but when a place holds too many memories, it's really important to get some distance from it. Um, if you, if you really want to change. So we're excited to both be launching on this 
travel journey and adventure. Um, we're going to 21 places starting in a month um, that we've never been to before. Um, and we're, we both have some specific kind of intentions and goals for what we want. We're both at a place in our lives where our futures are uncertain as far as where we're going to land and what we want to be doing. Um, and we are looking forward to this adventure and this journey as a way to clarify what those things are. So if you want to follow along, we're going to be recording probably every other day, every few days, things that come up. Um, we're both going to be open and curious about our own growth. We're going to watch kind of where our triggers are, what fears come up, and then use our self-care tools in Psych-K to work through those um, in real time so that by the end of the summer, we can both get to a place where we have um, a relatively clear landscape about what's next, even if it's just for the next few months or six months. Um, but we're both kind of starting over when it comes to where we want to be and what we want to do. Um, not me for doing so much. I'm going to definitely stay in my same realm. Don't worry, people. Um, but I'm definitely intent on um, sort of using my more natural voice and what I'm doing. Um, and I'm excited to start sharing more of that kind of content, too. But stay tuned. I'm Katie Kowalski, and you've been listening to the SAS podcast. If you enjoyed today's ride, please leave us a review and don't forget to subscribe both on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We'll see you next time.